0: CBS Sports Radio. Yes, it is. Welcome to the program. I am Jim Rome. I am live. I'm in Southern California and Alvy, it's a Friday. Hit me with that deck of yeah. 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 It's going to be a good day. It's like the old saying, it's a good day to have a good day. So let's have a good day. Everybody, get up in here. Cell phone number is toll free one eight zero zero six three six eight six eight six. Open phones in hour number one, so that is the best time for you to call. We start to load up in hour number two, hour number three on a Friday is always busy. Get up in here right now. Don't be so passive. Don't lay out. Get in one 8686 If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I would encourage that. Follow me on Twitter slash the X at Jim Rome. Email me at rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. All right, so it sets up like this. Hour number one is open. Top of hour number two, a senior MLB writer for The Athletic, Tyler Kepner. Also in hour number two, an all-time Wisconsin Badger, Ron Dane, Heisman Trophy winner, joins us. The Badgers have got a big one. The Ohio State is coming in. Top of hour number three, the big head, James Kelly and I, Lots to talk about, what happened last night, which I will get to momentarily, and what's going to happen this weekend. So that too. But in the meantime, I am looking for you to get involved, all right? So come in here, 1-800-636-8686. Let me start with last night. Generally on a Friday morning, I recap TNF. So let me check in with you, mafia. Bill's mafia, truly. Let me ask you a question, quickly. How you living? And I mean that seriously. That's just not a turn of a phrase or figure of speech. I mean, seriously, I'm curious. How y'all feeling? How y'all living? Are you feeling like you won a big primetime game last night? Do you feel like you got right? Is that the vibe in Buffalo this morning? We won a big game. We got right. We're back on path. Is that the vibe? Because if it is, it shouldn't be. I will tell you this much. It sure as hell is not the vibe in this studio right now. Yes, a win is a win. Yes, technically that was a win. Technically. But it sure didn't feel like a win to me. What it felt to me was like a gigantic kick in the stick. Kick in the stick. And why is that? Ask anybody who had the Bills minus nine, like the big head, and I did. Anybody who bet the Bills last night got more than a kick in the stick. Anybody who trusted the Bills to handle their business and finish a job got more than a blast in the package. For those of us who threw down on Buffalo last night, it was all... How do I put this? It's right there on the tip of my tongue. How do I put this? It was all D and B, man in my balls? No, it wasn't your ball. You didn't kick your ball. Right? Oh, no. Oh, come on, my, on, man. My no f***ing balls. Okay. My dad Now the doctor's going to okay. tell okay. him that it Take didn't hit his head. testicles. Come on, man. Come, come on, man. on, man. Shout come out man. to you. John Anik. Come on, man. Come on, man. Now it? I know exactly how Victor Henry felt last weekend. And y'all better not pull the same move as the ref and try to tell me otherwise because, oh, no. That beat That beat last night was definitely all D&B, man. And I'm still in agony. Truth is, I'm still on the mat. Unable to get up and continue the fight. You know, like in boxing, when you get hit below the belt, the ref tells you, take as much time as you need. Take as much time as you need to recover. We don't need to start until you're ready. They don't run a clock on that in boxing. You literally get enough time. You get as much time as you need. Yeah, well, me, I'm going to need a lot more time. A lot more time to recover from that beat last night. Maybe the rest of my life. That much time. You know, to recover from what? The drive. That drive. You know the drive I'm talking about. The drive from hell. The most infuriating, exasperating, nauseating, revolting drive in the history of pro football. Of course, the Bills were up 14. With 10 minutes left in that game... And that's when the nightmare began. And it still has not ended. We're still living it. We're still right in the middle of it. I'm never going to be the same after sitting through that bleep show. Tampa goes 17 plays, 92 yards. They take 7 minutes and 21 seconds off the clock. And they get bailed out on failed fourth and long conversions twice by Buffalo penalties. Not once, but two different times. And then, of course, the Bucs finished it off the way it was always going to end. With a touchdown on 4th and 10 from the 24. Because, of course, they did. Were you not watching that drive? It was like watching the slowest motion train wreck of all time. It was somehow both impossible, but at the same time, completely inevitable. Inevitable. And it was also somehow not even the ugliest part of the night for the Bills. Because somehow the Bills managed to play even worse defense on that Hail Mary that should have lost them that game. My dude Baker Mayfield. And credit to Baker for taking a beating, a pummeling last night, and still fighting through to the very end, like he always does. This guy throws an absolutely perfect Hail Mary at the end of that game. And Chris Godwin should have caught that bleep. He should have. If he looks up a tenth of a second earlier, he probably does catch that bleep. I have absolutely no idea what the Bills' defense thought they were doing on that play. They're just lucky there wasn't a flag for P.I. in the end zone and a free play to decide that game. They're lucky Godwin didn't actually catch that ball that he could have easily caught. Buffalo's strategy was somehow cover nobody, but try to interfere with everybody. There wasn't a single guy there playing the ball. How many times have you worked on that in practice in your life if you're an NFL player? A million? There wasn't anybody trying to make a play on the ball. When was the last time you saw a Hail Mary pass, land in the end zone, untouched? That never happens. In fact, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. It can't happen. But that's what Buffalo allowed to happen last night, and somehow they got away with it. They did. Somehow they won that game. Yo, Buffalo, Bills, I mean. What the hell are we even doing here? Like, like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? What, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? They could have lost that game. Never mind the what bet. They could have lost that game. They probably should have lost that game. A game that the Bucks seemingly were never even in. At least had no business covering the spread, let alone winning. And that's the thing, right? Hey, Rome, bitter much? Well, yes. Yes, I'll own that. Bitter much. But that's the thing. It's not about the bet or anybody's bet. The gambling game is hard, dog. We all know this. We have all lived through terrible beats. Although that was an all-timer. But it's still not about the Buffalo minus nine, folks. That's not why I'm all fired up this morning. It's about the fact that Buffalo almost lost that damn game. They should have lost that damn game. And I don't really understand why or how this team is still so bad at finishing games. Because this is not a new issue. And it's definitely not getting any better. Which is why I'm asking you, Mafia, how are you living this morning? How are you feeling this morning? Because betting aside, nobody in Buffalo should feel very good about that game. Or where the Bills are at. Or why they can't close out games on their own terms. And you don't even need me to say that. Take it from a much higher source. Take it from Josh Allen himself, who said to NFL Network before he even walked off the field, we have to find a way to finish games. we got to win. Um, hate, it, hate it coming down to a last play like that. we put our defense in that situation a few times in the past couple weeks. we got to find a way to end it on our own terms. So that's something we got to look at and uh, improve on. They could have lost that game. They probably should have lost that game. And can you imagine what that would be feeling like in Buffalo right now had they lost that game? Yeah, I agree, Josh. That is something that needs to be looked at. In fact, it needed to be looked at and improved upon two years ago. Remember, after you absolutely gagged your best chance to win a Super Bowl in 13 seconds at Arrowhead. Do I really need to remind you guys of that? How could you possibly forget that? That That then, not last night, that then should have been the ultimate wake-up call of all wake-up calls about how to finish games, about the need to finish games. Yet somehow, two years later, we're still having that same conversation about the Bills. So yeah, you might want to get around to looking at and improving upon that, because nothing will ever top the humiliation of the 13 seconds. But last night was a Chris Godwin head swivel away from being pretty close. Last night was a Chris Godwin head swivel away from Rick in Buffalo's head blowing right off his neck and into orbit. So I say or Rick. And what I'm trying to say is this. Nobody feels good after that one. And nobody should. The Bills get a dub that doesn't feel like a dub. The Bucks lose their third in a row and fourth in five games after a nice little 2-0 start. Baker does deserve some credit for the way he's battling and leading that team but just like a win is a win another loss is another loss losing three in a row sucks there, there's no way around that um, it, it's just a, it's a feeling so um, but we, we showed fight tonight uh, that's that's the one thing that um, you know we can hang our hats on we, we, we gave it everything we had there at the end losing three in a row and four or five definitely does suck. And that is a crappy feeling. And after what the bills put me through last night, I am now an expert on things that suck. And crappy feelings. And having my entire groin detonated. Remember, I'm a dude that lived through a double hernia. I had double hernia surgery. So I know what it's like to have pain in that area. Somehow last night was even worse. Even worse than double hernia. Hernia surgery. Oh, oh. Searing pain does not even begin oh, to describe searing it. pain. So what I'm saying is nobody feels good coming out of that game, and nobody should. I know I don't. I know I don't. Why did that hit me like that? I mean, you have to understand, there's going to be bad beats. We know this. But there is something about that particular beat. You know, sometimes the gambling gods just do not work with you, and none of that applies here. There's not a single reason why Buffalo should not have won that bet for all of us who hit them. But they did. They found a way to lose it. So, And that aside, gambling aside, if it's pure football and I'm a Bills fan, I'm not feeling good about things. I am not feeling good about what I saw again last night. Any of it, that did not get you squared away. That did not get you back on path. That did not make things right. That was not a get-right game or a get-right win. Lots of problems still with the Bills. 1-800-636-8686. Safe to assume that come hour three, the big head and I will be commiserating. But then we'll move on, and we will pick five more games for you. In addition to TNF and what went down last night, oh, what do you know? There's more news regarding Michigan. An update on Michigan. More news and none of it's good. I'll have that for you. Hey, Michigan man. This time, be prepared. This time, be prepared to have the conversation because you have shown up as oblivious as your own head coach the last couple of days here. Starting with, hey, dumbass, get off of Michigan. Everybody's doing it. That was the first clap back that I got from Michigan Man on this show and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse and by worse I mean worse for you Michigan Man you look worse and worse and worse because every hour there's something new and there are more reports reports that TCU for instance was warned by several coaches that Michigan does cheat and steal signals and that they need to be prepared for it in the college football playoff. So I'll get into all of this later on, but make that make sense for me. How is it that all these other coaches knew they were doing it and actually warned TCU about it? And TCU was ready and reportedly had a bunch of dummy calls where they deked Michigan. Are you prepared for this one? Remember that shocking upset in the semis last year? Part of the reason they did that and we were able to pull that off, is they found out. They were tipped off by all sorts of other programs and coaches that this is what Michigan does. That's how they hung 51 on them. That, hey, be ready. They're going to have your signals. They steal signals. Be ready for that. TCU now anonymously, they're telling the press, oh, we knew. We knew. So everybody knows except Jim Harbaugh? Can somebody explain that to me? Michigan man, explain that to me. How is it that all these other coaches knew and informed TCU, and then TCU used it against Michigan to humiliate them, but how do all these other coaches know, but the coach of the program doing it doesn't? Help me with that, Michigan man. I'll keep an open mind. I'm not saying definitively I know that he knows, But I would like to know, how is it that all these other coaches know, but the one coach presiding over the program doesn't know? Help me. I'm here. I'm not hard to find. Help me with that. Because I'm having a really hard time believing he didn't know. Although he continues to say that. In the meantime, there are NCAA investigators on campus. You know, the NCAA, like the slowest moving organization in the history of the world. Not even just sports, but ever, ever. They're already on campus. I wonder if they like the FBI. Do they roll in their NCAA windbreakers? Do they get battering rams and knock down doors and start grabbing hard drives? I hope. I hope they have NCAA on the back of the windbreakers. Anyway, Michigan man, you're not having a good day, I don't think. I'd ask you how you're living, but I already know. I know how you're living, Michigan man. You're drowning in myopia. You're acting like somehow you've been singled out and it's all wrong. And none of it's fair. Hypocritical. one 636 8686 In addition to that, how about we talk some association? We've got our first look at Dame with the Bucks. And already Giannis is giving control of the franchise to Dame. That didn't take long, big man. Quote, it's his team. Yeah, I don't know about that, Giannis. It's his team? It's his team. Right, and the Lakers are my team. And LeBron said, you know what? The Lakers are Rome's team. I love Dame. I love it. That'd be be like me saying, the Jim Rome show is Welles' show. The Wells Program, starring me. The Jim Rome Show, starring Wells. I love Dame. Love him. The Bucks are not his team. <laughs> but Giannis said so. All right, so we've got all that. Let me check the reaction really quickly before I go to break, see if there's anything good. Eh. Hey, Rome, how we living? Sean McDermott and Ken Dorsey are still piloting the ship. So life sucks, if you must know. Regards, Scott and Crapchester. Unwar-wasting prime Josh Allen like this franchise seems content to. Now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere, Scotty. You know, I would argue that as long as they have Josh Allen, the championship window remains at least cracked. At least cracked. Although that thing is not wide-ass open the way it used to be. Now, Sean McDermott's championship window may have slammed shut already. If you follow me, dear Rome, it was a kick in the stick. The Bills should have blown them out, but the damn coach is handcuffing them. Twice they had fourth and two at the Bucks 42, and Coach Ding Dong calls for a punt. Seriously? How about going for it and trying to put the bucks away? Nope. This is called coaching not to lose. I am done with this guy. Now I'm done. I'll tell you. I, I've never seen so many Bills fans say, hey, I, I'm over Sean McDermott. Enough already. Enough already. I mean, this guy was deified not long ago. But, yeah, I know why you're frustrated. Right now, it does look like you're wasting prime Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Hey, Van Sizzle. The only thing on my mind last night were the exasperated suckers having to watch a pointless face mask on fourth down extended drive, then the doink off at a defender's dome to gracefully land in the chest of Mike Evans to cover the nine. Next time, why don't we just line up every Buffalo better and let Baker Mayfield and Todd Bowles give them a full drop kick to the junk? Andy from Denver wore big head bets, unwore chalky little bitches. By the way, dude, that's what it felt like anyway. It felt like we were in line and every one of them blasted us in the package. Like, I... I still can't even believe. Well, there's that. That'd be like you coming up and telling me, no, Rome, that didn't happen. That was not a kick in your stick. Oh, it wasn't? Come on, man. I mean, we all start blowing each other up with, you got to be kidding me. They, in the middle of that drive, I hit shock with, dude, they best not backdoor us. And Chalk just blocked me. He, like, put me on do not disturb. Like, he didn't want to hear it because he knew. He knew. He didn't want to tell me, like, yo, boss, it already happened. Never mind your we best not get backdoored. Chalk's like, hey, hey, dummy, it already happened. It hasn't happened, but it already happened. It hasn't happened, but it already happened. Damn, Rome, what? Did you bet the house on this? I mean, literally your house? No. That's the funniest thing of all. I didn't bet that much on it to be this wound up. It's just the principle. How do you not cover? All right, when we come back. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Brian and San Pedro. Hey, Rome, you know what would be great? You know what would be great? If you didn't talk about the Michigan football scandal today. Thanks. Signed at Michigan football. Yeah, it would be great for you. And I wouldn't talk about it anymore if there wasn't new information. But there is new information. So we will talk about it again. Signed, Rome. All right, let's go to break. Like I said, lots to talk about. You have your phone number. It's toll-free. It's there. It's waiting. I can put you on the air and millions will hear what you have to say or see what you have to say. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you think that you're stuck in. What your options are for getting rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over 10 years now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit. He'll send it to you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of their bad timeshares. They might be able to do the same for you as well. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry actually works and your options for cancellation, simply call Wesley for your free timeshare exit kit. See how you can become timeshare-free. 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. All right, so I'm looking for your phone calls. In the meantime, some of the written reaction is good. At Foyle, Ohio writes, Bill's minus nine was high. But tempting as hell. I couldn't follow you in the head on this one, but I did hit Allen plus half INTs. Allen is far 2.0 with legs. He's been picked off six of eight games this year. Can we start getting prop bets instead of over under on these hard ass betting days? I know, dude. Look, I said it last night. Or I said it during the show when we talked about it. I said, if it were not the Thursday night game, I would not touch this game. I don't like it. I don't like the number. I don't like the game as a better. I said, I like the game personally as a fan, but that's not a game that I would have played. I don't play every game every weekend. That's why come Friday, we generally pick five games and then maybe give you a couple of prop bets. Or maybe we hit some UFC or some baseball or basketball or something else. I don't bet every NFL game every single weekend because some of the games I just don't like as a gambler. That was one of them, but it was Thursday night, and we do this every Thursday, so it's not like I couldn't do it. But no, I didn't like that game. You're right, though. We should do some other things, except we always go ATS. Hey, Jim, last night was the ultimate kick on the stick from minus nine, but Baker Mayfield played his guts out. Ed, in SA, what, a straight take? Is that what that is? Look, this is why I am one of the last remaining national voices that has this guy's back. I've always liked Baker Mayfield. Loved him in college. Loved him with the Browns. And I know what he is. And I know what he's not. But he's tough as hell. He's competitive. He will always give you everything he has. He did play his guts out. He always does. Trash Panda writes, here comes Michigan man again. If all these other teams knew that Michigan was doing it, why did they wait two years to do or say anything? Something doesn't add up. Bro, what doesn't add up? It's incredible that you just keep reaching and reaching. You're not owning anything. You're not accountable for anything. Now, so why did they wait so long and something doesn't add up is a really bad take but it's not as bad as hey dumbass get off of us everybody's doing it quote why did they wait so long first of all panda if in fact you are a michigan man just be glad they did wait that long and they could run run off that many wins over the last few years be glad that they waited number 2 why did they wait i don't know i don't know Snitches get stitches. I don't know. Other coaches know that you don't want to accuse somebody of something because then they'll come looking around and poking around your closet. I don't know. But apparently, people did know. And somebody found an investigation or an investigative firm to go in there and look, and they uncovered some things. Hey, Rome, it's just one cheating scandal. Everybody needs to settle the hell down and get off of Michigan. Yours, Michigan Man, running out of excuses. I mean, Michigan Man, this is one of my favorite games of all. Showing up here and hearing you try to explain it away or give me another excuse or say anything at all. Today's excuse, and there's one every single day, today's excuse is, well... If it was going on, why did they wait so long to say anything? that That's your comeback? That's your excuse? If it's going on, then why did it take them so long to mention it? Why does it matter how long it took to mention it? They got around to it, and apparently a lot of people knew about it. I got a better question for you. A better question than why did they wait two years to do or say anything? A better question would be, how is it that all these other programs knew about it and coaches knew about it, but not the head coach of the program that was allegedly doing it? Can we keep the main thing the main thing? Eyes on the prize, Michigan man. Well, if they were doing it, what took so long for them to get around to, uh, to saying something about it? What? Actually, they did do something about it. They told TCU, be prepared for this. And then TCU did something about it. They put in a bunch of dummy calls during the game to confuse Michigan, and it worked, and they won. And it was one of the biggest upsets ever in the college football playoff. Michigan, man. How about this? We got caught. And maybe we didn't get caught caught, but where there's smoke, there's fire. And if the NCAA is already on campus investigating That should tell you that this is not nothing. It's something. There's a sense of urgency when that organization never has a sense of urgency. And by the way, you did have a three-game suspension earlier this season from your coach, right? So you've not been unfairly singled out. Yeah, but we're not the only ones doing it. No, I'm sure you're not. But you were the only ones who were allegedly caught. And by the way, you weren't that bright in the way you went about it. That's how you got caught. You got some dude who's running around buying up tickets in his own name with his own credit card. And there's video of people filming the opposition sideline. Not exactly a mastermind criminal here. Not an actual crime, but a crime against football. Does anybody own anything anymore? Michigan, man, I thought you were different, honestly. But you're just like everybody else, blindly supporting and following your favorite team, no matter what the facts say, no matter what the reports might be. I'll just leave it at that. I'm not, I'm not going to belabor this any longer. I just want one of you Michigan men to explain to me how all these other coaches knew about it, but Harbaugh didn't. You'd have to work awfully hard not to know what's going on in your own program when all these other programs know that that's what you're known for. If you can explain that to me, then I'll move on and change my tone completely. I just can't figure that part out. This one's like, hey, dumbass, get off my back. They already backdoored us. Signed, Chalk. Domineering. Yeah, I know. And one more. Hey, Jim, Sean McDermott is ruining the opportunity for this generation of Bills fans from seeing their team get to multiple Super Bowls and lose. Ouch. Bills Mafia, I need more reaction. I sense that you're not happy with your head coach. I sense that you're not happy with your offensive coordinator. We all know how banged up the defense is. I need to know. One more. Ryan May, ten ten. What Michigan needs to do is promise to go around the country looking for the real cheater. Or write a book called, If We Were Going to Cheat, Here's How We Would Do It. Signed, Orenthal. Oh. I mean, amazing. An Orenthal reset that is, like, passable. Even acceptable. <laughs> that is what they should do. All right, so all of that still ahead plus my thoughts on the Lakers, the Bucks. Live from Southern California. This is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. know Albie I heard you the first time. Albie's like dude ATP yeah I know Albie I know the ATP with billboard needs to be read. Albie 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 you sound like Michigan man stop it stop it. Albie's like dude dude Jack set me up it was Jack. Well, why, why did it take you so long? So it's time to ask the pros. Were you clones get to ask me a question brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbsportsradiocom slash askthepros. Submit your question there. Listen later on. I might answer one of yours. And think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need quickly from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. This guy writes, Why did they wait so long? Hey, Michigan dumbass. Nobody wants to hear about how the refs stole a game. Nobody wants to hear excuses. So nobody was going to be the first to rat you cheaters. Figure it out, loser. Signed to and Bugahaw. Again, my response to, well, well, why did they wait so long if that was going on? It doesn't, it doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. My reaction to sense. that, my answer it's to your question, well, if they were doing it, why did everybody wait so long to say anything? <laughs> That's that your excuse? No, no, my response to that is be glad that they waited so long. How many games do you think they you won because they waited so long? Be glad they waited so long. What do you mean if it was going on then why did they wait so long? Well, one, generally people don't want to be rats. People generally do not like rats. And number two, and more importantly, be glad they did wait so long. I wonder how many games that you won because you had that advantage. Why did they wait so long? I don't know what's more riveting to me right now. The new news that breaks every single day about this scandal or Michigan man's rush to get to me to make a new excuse about the scandal. Tie for first. Both extremely Riveting to me. At Mexicandyman69, quote, just admit to cheating. Nothing's going to happen. Look at the Astros. I don't know. I mean, the Astros are still playing. Well, they were still playing. But better to own it. Be accountable for it. And especially if you get caught. We'll see. He continues. Harbaugh continues to say, I I, I know nothing about this. I have never told anybody to do anything like that. I know nothing about this. This is not what we're about. When it would seem like that's exactly what they're about. And the other topic is the Bills. The Bills Mafia. Jim, I have had season tickets for 15 years. I think McDermott is fine. He ended our playoff droughts, took our team from nothing to a contender. Let's give them time to turn it around. I get that. I respect that. Look, I'm not looking or suggesting or advocating that you fire Sean McDermott. What I am saying is there were some questionable calls and decisions last night and that the mafia is getting more and more frustrated with him. Rome, regarding Sean McDermott, I haven't agreed with the best caller in the jungle, a.k.a. Rick and Buffalo, but now I am fully on board. Fire the energy suck before Allen turns 30 and we still have a chance. Lose the arrogance and make some moves before the trade deadline and get this team right. All right, that's the other side. That's right. Dear Jim, you the Big Head and the Clones are gambling your asses off. And Sean McDermott is screwing it up. Thanks. Signed, John L. Smith. We shouldn't have been in a ball game with fast field goal. The coach had sent him in. We shouldn't have sent him in. That's a dang coaching mistake. The kids are playing their tail off and the coaches are screwing it up. That, when I think of John L. Smith, I think of two things. That. That legendary meltdown right there is so awesome. And him attending the Detroit Tour stop and getting up on stage. And we had 14,000 people in attendance that day. He got up on stage and shouted out to the Michigan fans and said, Hey, where's your coach? How many of you are Michigan State fans? Incredible, right? My man, John L. Smith, that was at our Jungle Tour stop in Detroit. He set that thing up so beautifully. How many of you are Michigan State fans? That's when he was the head coach of Michigan State, of course. How many of you are Michigan fans? The roar goes out. Where's your coach? So good. One of the all-time great jungle moments. Let's go to Lex Vegas. Lexington, Kentucky. Taylor, good to have you, Taylor. What's going on? Oh, Rome, it's a lovely day here in the bluegrass. Tell me about it. I wouldn't say it's so lovely, though, for Michigan, man. Look, Rome, I'm from Lexington. We cheated here in hoops and basketball, something fierce. I mean, it seems like every from the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, we've had issues. How else would you sign Chris Mills, Eric Manuel, and Sean the Rain Man Kemp mr eddie sutton we cheated we got caught we owned it rome i was a freshman at smu in 89 when we had the fallout from the football program we cheated there too we got caught So michigan freaking own it that's all you gotta do is say yes we cheated it happened move on NCA won't slap you unless you can you know really screw it up so taylor you obviously know cheating you've seen it <laughs> Up close and in person. You know, I, from the day I've been on the air, I didn't make this up. It's an old saying. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, and it's only cheating if you get caught. I didn't make that up. It's a famous saying, but I always loved it. I always thought it was funny and kind of accurate because I know people will cheat, especially in sports. Everybody is doing everything they possibly can to get any kind of edge. We know this. Why? Because it pays to win. Why? Because these are some of the most hyper-competitive people in the world. They will cheat. Especially if they think it gives them an edge. So, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And it's only cheating if you get caught. But if you get caught, freaking own it! Just own it! And that's not what's going on here. And then, the most hilarious thing is, because Harbaugh rebuilt his stock, in part by allegedly cheating... He's going to be just fine. I mean, yeah, there'll be this stigma if all this plays out the way it apparently looks like it's going to, but he'll fall forward. He'll land on his feet. Somebody in the NFL will give him a job. He's not going to become this pariah. He's not going to lose all of his income. Trust me, he will fall forward. And if he's really lucky, he'll Pete Carroll it, fall forward and turn out to be a great NFL head coach. You know, jump out just ahead of the mob. Get out just in time. Jump out the pool. Jump out the pool on that. Jump out the pool on that. All right, so additionally, if you want to go in a different direction, we could talk baseball. There is the World Series. Game one, tonight. And unlike a lot of you, I love the matchup. Unlike TV executives and people concerned about ratings, and by the way, you know, ever notice this time of year, everybody is a ratings expert. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about the matchup. I love the matchup. Rangers v. Diamondbacks. A couple of teams that two years ago were dead in the water, yet are in the World Series right now. I actually love it. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Tyler Kepner is a senior MLB writer for The Athletic. He'll help us break it down. Jesse in El Paso writes, Jim, Michigan man has the worst take of all time. Signed Wells. Carlin Prescott, quote, Why did prosecutors wait so long? Signed, Eric and Lyle. There you go. There you go. This guy's like, I don't get it. If it was going on, why didn't somebody say something sooner? It doesn't add up. Yes, it does. Like one plus one equals two adds up.